the sunshine feels good, doesn't it? This is Chicago's Afternoon News. I'm Lisa Dent. The entire team is here. Hey, shoot us a call or a text. Did you order your COVID test kit from the U.S. government? They were rolling it out tomorrow, but all of a sudden it popped up today, and I ordered. It was fairly easy. I'd like to know how it worked for you. 312-981-7200. I don't know if you've had anyone pass in your family or someone you loved and you had the job of disposing of their leftover medications. Um, we took ours to, I think, the fire department. I put my sister in charge of it. My sister-in-law passed after a five-year battle with cancer. And the amount of drugs that were left over, it was amazing. They were unopened, and you just hate to see them go to waste. Well, a new law went into effect on January 1st that will change what we do with that type of medication. Representative Will Gazzardi, state rep of the 39th District, is with us. How are you today, Will? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to talk about this because I think we've all been in that position where it's like, you don't want to throw it out. You don't want to put it in the garbage. Um, You have to find a place that's near you know, you don't want to drive 50 miles to try and dispose of this stuff. And and much of it is good and could be used for people who can't afford their prescription. So you were behind this effort and now you're relying on some nonprofits to help guide us because are we the 41st state to do this or that's a little late to the game, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, lots and lots of other states have programs like this already. But you're right that until this year, uh, the only legal thing you could do with these medications was to dispose of them, to send them to the incinerator. And um, and lots of times folks would do the sort of more convenient thing, which is just, you know, flush it down the drain. Uh, and so we have, you know, a lot of problems, one of which is we're wasting tens of millions of dollars of good medication every year. And we're also seeing a lot of that medication turn up in our public waterways, which obviously poses the environment. So, so we wanted to create a system where you could donate safe, unopened, unex- unexpired prescription drugs uh, and they could then get turned around and given to folks in need who are uh, unable to afford the high cost of those drugs rather than just discriminating them. Right, because right now doctors are faced with yet another task, and that is when they prescribe what they think is the best drug for someone's ailment or someone's disease, mm-hmm. they then have to deal with the fact that they might not have insurance, they can't afford that drug, so then they have to go to the next best option, yep. where this will give doctors an option to say, all right, you can go to this pharmacy and um, pick up this, pick up the drug that is certainly best for you, but then how do you decide who gets it first? Yeah, well, so it's um, the program is set up mostly for these uh, drugs to be donated to free and charitable care clinics. So existing institutions, federally qualified health centers that serve uh, people in the greatest need. Um, so these institutions already exist, and they're already uh, finding through whatever resources they can scrape together, finding access to drugs for folks who can't afford them. Um, but this will create a new stream of medicines to go to those clinics so that they can do exactly what you said and make sure that people with uh, with real health needs who can't afford to pay for their drugs can get the medication that will be the best suited uh, to their needs. Representative Steve, you you made reference earlier to unopened drugs, and that was kind of how I was I was worried or wondering about how pharmacies would identify the medications to redistribute them. But when I get a prescription from my Walgreens or CVS. You know, there's no seal on it. They're already opened. Would yeah. how would explain that distinction for me? 
Yeah, so it's not going to really apply to a lot of the sort of amber vials that you get from the pharmacy. Um, you know, the, the some of the products will be things like um, EpiPens, for instance, which are in sort of like uh, packaging, right? Um, so it's very clear if the packaging's been opened or not. But we're also, uh, one of the biggest uses of this law is going to be for uh, institutional settings. So think of like a, a nursing home or a long-term care facility. They get these medications in blister packs. You know what I mean? They're like the sheets with the foil on the back. And you punch them out one at a time. Um, so for those, it's very, very easy to determine, you know, to, to see that some of the pills have been used and some of them are still sealed and unopened. So, um, yeah, the, the amber vials uh, aren't very well suited to this law because, you know, well, the thing we don't want is for people to be turning in sort of un, um, sorry, unsafe or already expired right. prescriptions and then for those to get passed along to somebody else and for them to have an adverse reaction. Well, yeah, and then you'd put it on the pharmacies to identify the medications too, which I would imagine exactly. could be difficult. In Very fact, uh, liability was one of the biggest issues that you were facing in getting this push through, right? That, that's exactly right. Yeah, so we had to um, we had to work very closely with all the stakeholders, with the pharmacies and the hospitals and the drug manufacturers, um, to make sure that uh, that there was a very clear sort of chain of custody to these products. So when I take in my unopened uh, uh, medicine or product, I bring it into the to the repository. That we make sure we know who's touching it every step of the way, and that it's perfectly safe for the end user. But, you know, as I said, these are going to go to folks who are low income and. We don't want them to be receiving sort of uh, a lesser tier, lesser quality of products. We want these to be perfectly safe, perfectly unused, perfectly unexpired, so, uh, the kind of medication we all deserve. Representative, how would that work then for most of us listening? Because it sounds as if it might not really apply to most of us, that, the num- that it would be more institutional than it would be around the corner in the neighborhood. Yeah, so there are. Um, there are a lot of medications, especially kind of specialty type medications that folks get with, um, if people have very serious medical conditions for which this, uh, this law will be very well suited. It's not going to be that well suited to, to picking up the amber vial at the, at the, at the pharmacy counter. Um, but I would say that, um, if that's the situation that you find yourself in, it's really important to make sure you dispose of those drugs. Uh, properly and safely, right? Again, to avoid them getting uh, into the environment and causing sort of environmental damage. But, but yeah, I think the biggest benefit here is going to be um, those institutional settings that are, you know, think about a nursing home. We have lots of folks in there who take lots of medications, and those folks sometimes get better, sometimes those folks pass away, and, and they're just wasting so much good medication right now that we could be uh, you know, using to help save lives. Well, I think in the future it gives a lot of people hope. There are so many people who cannot afford their medication right now that it becomes an issue mm-hmm. where um, their life ends sooner because of it. State Rep. Will Gazzardi, thank you for joining us. And we've got 10 seconds left. Can you tell us, since the law went into effect January 1st, how long do you think before it's really up and running and implemented? I think this year we'll start seeing the places, pharmacies and other repositories around the state taking these drugs in. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show.